0: Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into LibServative.
1: The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn that.
0: there we go now i'm here uh that might have been the worst he start.
2: start that was this actually we had 100 episodes in dan and that was like the worst start we've ever had
0: th- that might have been the worst start we've ever had but it's fine we're here yeah, everything's good everything's fine we were trying to do something different and that's what you get when you try to change up a recipe that fucking works anyway uh he's Corey walsh
2: he's Dan griffin and we're off to a great start
0: this is libservative intellectual. It's fostering political and cultural literacy. We wanted to show you a fun promo, but you know that's not going to happen tonight. So let's just get into uh, what we plan to cover on tonight's show, Corey. We're going to we're going to start the show off by making fun of George W. Bush a little bit in a way that he certainly deserves. We are going to break down the uh, CNN town hall with Donald Trump and basically tell you exactly why everybody gets the narrative around it wrong. Uh, Left, right, center, libertarian, all wrong. Uh, DeSantis, with a new bill that has got, uh, I guess you could say, progressive blowhards uh, in a little bit of a tizzy, uh, because once again, they don't understand what this bill actually is. Uh, We'll break that down for you. And uh, the full Durham report released, which, by the way, I don't think myself, Corey or uh, or Bell, the body snatcher, have bothered to actually read all the way through. Uh, but we have taken we have taken notes from the the people that actually know, uh, you know, what the what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, we've got a whole lot more. We've got migrants being housed in New York public schools uh, and uh, probably a, a whole bunch more. It looks like we lost Bell, but as we wait for him to come back in, Corey, tell the people where in the world they can find us. Libservative
2: Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is LibservativeShow.com. We can be found on Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibservativePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today!
0: I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk anymore. Who's got Who's got the George W. Bush video? <laughs> All
2: right, I do. I got it right here.
0: So I guess bef- while you set that up, what's funny about this is that ever since George W. Bush has left the White House, he's done a remarkable job of saying the quiet part out loud in the way in ways that no other former president, I don't think, has ever done. I don't think you've ever seen Bill Clinton slip up like this. I don't think you've ever seen, uh, I don't think you ever saw Ronald Reagan slip up like this. I don't think you ever saw George W. Bush's father slip up like this. And you certainly haven't seen Barack Obama slip up like this. Uh, Donald Trump, he just fucking does it on purpose, which is. And then
2: Biden doesn't know which room he's in. (laughs)
0: which is actually kind of amazing that he hasn't accidentally said the quiet part out loud, probably because, you know, somebody, one of of his handlers has has their finger on his prostate, making sure that he's not uh, (laughs) making sure that he's not uh, saying anything too ridiculous. So anyway, let's, let's, let's hear what George W. Bush, where where was he speaking? Do we know the answer to this question? Do we bother Uh, bother to look at this? Uh, he, He made
2: a verbal slip up while speaking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's all this says. It doesn't
0: matter where it was. It's just the. It's just all that matters is that it happened. So let's 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 roll that beautiful being footage. The the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. (laughs) I mean, of Ukraine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Iraq. Anyway,
0: Uh, Iraq.
2: Iraq.
0: Hold on. It's it's so short. Play Uh, it again for anybody that missed it.
1: The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Iraq, too. Anyway.
2: uh, Iraq, too. Anyway, I'm 75. 75. Uh, (laughs) What's the gap of the century?
0: Here's the thing. there's, There's a few things I take out of this. I'll just give you the first one because it sounds like you had something to say there, Corey. The first thing is that like, he says that he's 75. In other words, like, I'm fucking too old for this. Meanwhile, you have Joe Biden in the goddamn White House <laughs> right now! Yeah. Doing, doing the same type of bullshit and the same types of gaps.
2: Yeah, so I have two takeaways from this. First off, apparently, regime, tame war, regime change wars and war crimes are funny to the right crowd. And also, when he says the decisions of one man who who made this happen is he projecting is that a Freudian slip not on him but the guy who was actually running his his presidency Dick Cheney
0: Dick Cheney Donald Rumsfeld yeah
2: yeah is that who he's talking about because he's just like hey man mission accomplished I'm just here to have fun
0: I mean meanwhile meanwhile it's like <laughs> you know what what a funny slip. We're, oh, then, what a funny slip that millions that, of Iraqis died. Oops. That entire <laughs> sl- 75 though, Dan. That entire slip up is is it, it just so beautifully summarizes all of the reasons in which people that fly the Ukraine flags and you know, and we'll get into the Trump Town Hall, but want to ask Donald Trump, like, well, who do you want to win this war? Instead of, and when he answers and gives the right answer, by the way, Donald Trump did give the right answer, and he doesn't do that very often, but he did in this situation. I want the war to stop, and I want people to not die. That That's what makes all of these, these folks that support Ukraine so fucking oblivious to the fact that the United States playing the world's police and being the world's bullies is something that has been going on for a long time. Has been a bipartisan issue, and is the thing that needs to fucking stop. Because if you want to, if you want to bring it over to why China, in certain aspects, how long this will last, I don't know, but in certain aspects, is kicking our ass. It's because China is using uh, the economy and using trade, and you know, also economically extorting other countries, of course, but still not killing anyone that we know of or at least not not openly killing anyone yeah they they you see it's they're killing
2: people inside their borders <laughs> they're not doing it in other countries yeah so. i
0: mean and they're also you know they're also in control of a, a certain amount of these these cobalt mines that give us these that, that give us these batteries and you know they, they're okay they're okay with certain points of slavery i'm not trying to say that the chinese are perfect however uh they are they are doing a uh, a better job of using uh, ec- economics and trade, as opposed to just bully tactics, where we roll in under false pretenses and just take oil from other countries and other regions. That w- which we're still doing. Uh, what do we occupy? Still, what, is I mean, Jimmy, do what does Jimmy Dore always say? Are we are we occupying what two thirds of Syria or one third of Syria? Yeah, and it's not and even just part, oil. And guess what parts those are? Those <laughs> are the parts that have the, the oil. oil is.
2: And <laughs> it's not even just oil; it's pants. It's literally just anything. Uh, I was talking to uh Steve, the Serb today at work, and I was talking about how we we're trying to get like a merchandise line going and stuff like that. And uh, I was wearing a shirt at work and he goes, well, you're going to have your stuff made in America. I said, well, that's essentially the plan. I'd like to have the fabrics made, and, uh, processed and manufactured here in America. And I was like, unlike this shirt. And I didn't even know who was made by it. I just knew it wasn't made in America. And I went, what's this tag say? And he goes, Haiti. I was like, oh, Haiti. Perfect. <laughs> the the country that uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton, when they just wanted living wages, were like, no.
0: <laughs> and then they said, uh that ain't happening. We
2: there won our cheap Levi's.
0: George W. Bush making it remarkably apparent what... Uh what and how the united states operates on a geopolitical scale and you know before those of you that hear this and think that somehow cory and i are anti-american it, it's it's quite the opposite uh Let's listen to a couple episodes yeah being that we are americans we want to hold our fucking government accountable
2: oh yeah that's because the constitution uh is has afforded us it's almost our duty
0: but that what makes us. But that makes us the duty of a. Makes us Putin citizens. puppets, though, Corey. We're
2: Putin puppets. Who, who says that the the establishment
0: <laughs> or anybody that watches Rachel Maddow? That's me. We're just we're just putting pup puppets. What's uh, drinking over there, Dan? I am drinking tonight uh, a, a a relative staple on the show. I think at this point, I'm drinking the Jack Daniel's uh, single barrel rye. Uh, one of the better products that the Jack Daniels distillery has ever put out. In my opinion, I still have not tried their bonded Tennessee whiskey yet. I got three buddies that are all whiskey drinkers that all keep telling me try the bonded and I have not gotten around to it yet, but I think maybe I'll do that next week. I'll go get, I'll go find a bottle of the bonded and I'll bring it in and uh, we'll, we'll crack it open live on the show. But for tonight, the single barrel rye from Jack Daniels is what is in my, my little, Taster glass here.
2: Your little, your little, what is that? What glass is that called? The snifter or whatever it is. I forget. I don't know name. what
0: the fuck. Call it my taster glass. Oh, there
2: you go. That's a good name for it. I'm actually over here feeling a little hype, Dan. I'm feeling a little, little spry. I uh, downed a Red Bull before the show. Well, about an hour before the show, and then during the uh, pre-show uh, preparations, I've been drinking some soft parade.
0: I feel like it took you a while to read that can. Like you forgot what you were drinking.
2: I didn't know what word I wanted to say after pre show. <laughs> 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 My Lethalogica. That, and I'm also, well, this might be the explanation, but I'm also drinking some moonshine and not the bullshit moonshine you buy at the store that just says moonshine on the label. This is a uh, copper still. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, it comes in one of these bottles. Then I don't have any in my house whatsoever. I don't have any of it if the ATF is listening. Was it made by uh, Corn Pop? It wasn't. It's <laughs> We shall we shall call him Corn Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't catch a case. <laughs> but it's pretty good. I want to get a hold of some and try to age some. So you're you're drinking real, you know,
0: illegal moonshine.
2: Not the IL part, no. It's real.
0: <laughs> Tax. I don't text think it's moonshine. I don't, I don't think it's illegal to possess the moonshine, Corey. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think it's just illegal to, to uh, distribute. Dan, I don't want to get
2: waterboarded over <laughs> fucking ten ounces of moonshine. I'm wondering where I got it from. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's when you know. That's when you know the ATF has nothing to do <laughs> when they're coming. When they're coming to your house, when
2: they're waterboarding to, Corey,
0: <laughs> trying to mo- mo- <laughs> waterboarding you over your white lightning. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, we do have a couple. We have a couple lightning. updates. We have a couple updates before we move on. Uh, first of all, Daniel Penny, uh, the Marine that uh, is, I guess, being charged for the responsibility. Uh, of the uh, death on the New York subway uh, just a couple of weeks ago. He is uh, he's been charged with manslaughter. Uh, And I look at this and I go, that kind of makes sense, right? Like I'm not, I'm not one of these people that, uh, you know, if you listen to this show long enough, you know, I'm not often supporting law enforcement, but from a constitutional and legal perspective, you know, he was responsible for the death, even if it's accidentally, Uh, so, you know, it makes, it makes sense that he's charged and, uh, going to trial makes sense. And it's going to be up to the prosecution to prove that, you know, Daniel Penny was responsible, uh, in that situation. So that's the update. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Corey.
2: No, I don't, but it's interesting because even, uh, I, I like, I like how the narrative is swiftly moving away about it being a race issue. Even, uh, what's his face on twitter brian krasanstein or kranstine or some blowhard that's on twitter uh he actually said he goes this isn't ultimately like he in one tweet he said something about how this isn't definitively immediately a race issue because then it's basically on par with what i said last week i don't think it's a race issue at all just do put yes yeah,
0: so I, I don't want anybody to call me out. It, 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 I feel like people listening uh may, may have noticed that I wasn't saying Jordan Neely's name. That's not wasn't on purpose, it was actually slipping my mind. <laughs> Jordan Neely uh is the man that uh Daniel Penny is accused of being responsible for his death. And look, at the end of the day, it makes sense. You know, it'll go to trial, and it's gonna be up to the prosecution to prove that. Daniel Penny was responsible for Jordan Neely's death and that it wasn't self defense of himself and, and also the defense of others, you know, on that subway car, it's going to be a high profile case. And no matter how it comes out, there's going to be a mob of people that are fucking pissed, regardless of what happens. If he's convicted, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be justice for the BLM grifters. And it's going to be, uh, uh, he's going to be a martyr to folks on the right. And, you know, th- and that's, that's, that's why I call Jordan it Neely to be a
2: martyr of folks on the left.
0: Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I called it the Floyd Rittenhouse effect. Like y- even what's right in front of you doesn't fucking matter. It's not, it's never, it's never going to make a difference. And by the way, I, I, ha- I, I just, just a little side note. I came, <laughs> I came across an article from NBC news that says that Nikki Haley, is calling for the New York governor to pardon Daniel Penny in the Jordan Neely subway case. I'm not bringing it up because I give a shit what the fuck Nikki Haley has to say, but I'm looking at a profile of her and she looks like a like a a old gross tattered version of Tulsi Gabbard in this picture. You want me to I'll share? It? You want me, you want me to show you? I'll show you. Hold on.
2: Yeah, go ahead and share Let's
0: that. See if I can. See if I can find it. See if I can find it on here. I don't remember how to fucking share my screen. Oh, oh here we go. God nope, that's it. not it. Nope, hold on. I'll get there. I can't fucking do it. Promise doesn't want doesn't want to let me do it. Anyway, yeah. she looks mentioned like
2: mentioned a... moonshine. The ATF's all up our assholes. <laughs> she does we though. She tickling looks... prostates earlier.
0: <laughs> well, that shouldn't be illegal.
2: What oh, tickling go. prostates?
0: It. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Doesn't she? Doesn't she look like a gross, tattered version of Tulsi Gabbard from the like that profile view? I mean, Don um, Lemon says she's past her prime. I mean, Don maybe Don had a point.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if Tulsi Gabbard smoked cigarettes her entire life, didn't surf, do MMA, and work out every day.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. She's like, it's like the just
2: ate fast food and then puked it up a couple hours later
0: uh she's she, yeah she's like tulsi Ga- she's like tulsi gabbard's princess margaret she's just the it's <laughs> a gross party version
2: <laughs> the, the I caricature
0: i knew i knew i'd get there eventually anyway i can make that go away i don't need to look at that anymore uh what was the other update <laughs> I had? oh <laughs> the other the other update i had was the fact that uh i don't I need to look
2: at that there. anymore
0: Flint Michigan still doesn't have water.
2: Flint Michigan still does not have water. East Palestine still has pets dying.
0: Yep. We're just gonna we're gonna do that every week now, aren't we? I love it. Yeah, we have to. And if we you want to, to uh, if you want to read up on that after you're done listening to these to this podcast or watching this show, uh check out the work of Status Quo. They do a, a fantastic job of of covering those types of stories. Uh and if status not quo right is now. listening. We'd love to have after you after on. the
2: show. After
0: you Uh did you want to talk strong. about Twitter at all, or do we want to get right into CNN? You want to get right into Trump CNN?
2: Uh, so, what what about Twitter? What's going on in the Twitterverse uh, with Elon Musk? He recently throttled the the free speech absolutist advocate, just throttled uh, Twitter and Turkey at the behest of the Turkish government.
0: But why? Because the Turkish government threatened to ban Twitter in Turkey. So here's why I look at this. Here's the way I look at this. And this is where, like, uh, Elon detractors have a good point. Which is that I don't know that – and I love Elon. I'm somebody who actually likes Elon. But I don't think he's as principled as the people that were, like, all gung-ho about him buying Twitter – initially thought he was because if he was that principled if he was free speech principled he would have said okay fuck okay turkey fine fuck you take you know what i mean because what can you do about that right like get rid of twitter ban it from ban it from turkey but no that's not what he did because he did he didn't want to lose he didn't want to lose the revenue that comes with having turkey turkey we're not talking about fucking we're not we're talking about india here right we're not talking about uh, a billion people. We're talking about Turkey. And he even, right. he even went ahead and said, okay, well, I guess we'll throttle this back because we don't want to lose all of these Turkish users on our platform. So the, the population the,
2: so, of Turkey,
0: I don't know. Bell will find that for us. That's his job. Uh The population <laughs> of Turkey is, I don't know. Uh, But do you understand what I'm saying? How like, this is, this is more than two, less of,
2: than 30 million.
0: This, this is, is uh. This is an example of of Elon detractors kind of being right about he's not really that principled. He's
2: would really you agree not. With that, yeah. Oh shit! Turkey has eighty four million people.
0: Eighty four million people. Uh, yeah, that's not that many. <laughs> I, mean, grand, I would say grand, maybe
2: ten percent of that uses Twitter.
0: Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, even if they all used it. Even if they all used it eighty four million people, you're gonna you're gonna go away from your your principles of of free speech so that you don't lose those eighty four million users.
2: Well, thank God, he's got a new CEO in charge,
0: <laughs> which we haven't looked into and we're not gonna talk about. but that no, was kind we haven't of looked
2: more... into her. I just know she was like a CEO of like some mainstream media corporation. wasn't it NBC uh, or something like that?
0: I don't know. but maybe she I left because she was disaffected. We uh, and to be clear. For those listening and watching, we have no clue. 18 million about. users in Turkey. 18. So for 18 million people, Elon Musk abandoned his principles.
2: And there's what, like 300 million or 400 million that use Twitter? Like active users of Twitter.
0: Bad move, Something Elon. Like that. Bad move. Bad move. Better start working on Starlink again bad move i saw
2: starlink the other night actually i saw some satellites i hope it was fucking starlink
0: oh you would know because they're like they're literally all in a row like
2: yeah there was there was a big row of a bunch of shit going by
0: yeah they go for a while uh because i saw yeah. it once up in, up 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 in the traverse city area i saw it where it's nice You're and dark in
2: traverse city that's where pete buddha judge is moving
0: he's i'm sure he's there by now
2: has he moved there yet i don't know
0: I don't know. Let's talk about the let's talk about this this uh CNN Trump town hall because this is this is this is the thing that the uh mainstream media I don't even like using that term anymore. The corporate media has made you believe is the worst thing since
2: that has ever happened Trump was,
0: since Trump was elected. Uh, unless of course, you know, you work for CNN. Uh but the narrative behind this is is so fucking wrong, right? Because what do we want out of our media? Like, what do most people say that they want out of their media? They just want truth. They just want the news, right? At least the folks that you and I talk to, Corey, the circles that we are involved in know that most of what we're getting out of the news is bullshit. So I'm actually going to give CNN a little bit of credit here. I'm going to give them credit for the wrong reasons, but I'm going to give them credit Anyway, I'm gonna give him credit for having Donald Trump on. Why? Because as of right now, he's the Republican front runner. I don't really know that I need to give another reason. No, <laughs> you don't
2: need a reason. He's, he's an ex president who is the Republican front runner to be president again. And it's a hell of a lot more of a like room to like, uh, uh, a soapbox to speak on than the Democrats are doing for any of the other people running, uh, running against their current front runner.
0: And how do how, how do they expect, you know, the the folks that are coming out against CNN, right? So let's, I mean, obviously you got the MSNBCs, you've got fucking AOC opening her big ass mouth again, you know, talking about how this is dangerous. This is just, this was just an opportunity for uh, Trump to go out and spew, uh, election lies and, you know, whatever the hell else is, is supposed to be, you know, the, the, the danger to democracy. Uh, but the reality is, you know, so, so they, they talk about how, you know, platforming him was just wrong, lies, racism, yada, 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 whatever the buzzword that you want to use is. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's still the Republican front runner. And if you're going to attack CNN for, for having him on, attack them for the right reasons. Okay, so what are the right reasons? The right you know, reasons are- my right are,
2: reasons? Oh.
0: I, no, I'll, I'll get yours because you might have some that are different than mine. But for me, the right reasons to attack CNN for having him on are the fact that you don't bother to actually attack him on the actual issues. Right? The fact that you can't ask him questions about things like the debt ceiling. Like the fact that you can't ask him questions about governmental uh, or, or, or or about corruption in his in his sphere in general. Why? Because if you did that, you would have to do the same thing. You would have to reset the entire narrative that you have put forth over the course of the last seven years. Because if you're going to attack Trump on corruption. Well you have to attack Biden on corruption, you have to attack the Clinton the Clinton campaign on corruption. So all of the tough questions that they could have and should have asked Donald Trump, they can't do that because it resets their entire narrative of the last 6 or 7 years. So what do they have to do? They have to attack they have to they have to ask him about January 6th and they have to ask him about uh you know the 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 the, uh, the election. The, yeah, the the stolen election stuff. You know, all all the stuff that nobody I'm sorry. At least the circles that I that I am in. And I'm not in like super uh, analytical fucking circles like these are just regular human beings that are my friends that I play golf with on Saturdays. They don't fucking care. Nobody cares. That's the reason to attack CNN, not because he was on their network
2: go ahead you're absolutely right that's kind of what i was gonna get at is uh the reason why i'm pissed off at cnn is they literally just clouded up an hour and a half well actually no it wasn't even an hour and a half it was slotted to go for 90 minutes and it was like an hour and 12 minutes i think it went like
0: 70 minutes yeah something like that yeah Yeah.
2: and uh they cut it short actually um they and cnn was in charge of the conversation you know what i mean they're the ones that were at the helm of where this conversation was going to go. And instead of asking those like good questions, real questions, all they did was just ask him about his best hits that everybody knows the fucking answers to. Do you think the election was stolen? He's like, well, yeah, I think the election was stolen. Oh, how do you feel about January 6th? Oh, well I had no part of it. And there was good people out there with big hearts. Oh, how about Jean Carroll or whatever her name is? Oh, I don't know her. And like, those were like basically the three big things that filled up the whole goddamn show that everyone knows the answers to, which made the whole lipstick liberals lose their fucking mind over as if it was the first time they fucking heard this shit even though this is the shame shit that's been how peddled dare CNN
0: give him a platform years? to spew his lies
2: and it's their own fucking fault for asking those questions in the first place they could and it goes off what you're saying like there's obviously reasons why they didn't ask those questions because then they would look they would expose their bias if they weren't asking these questions about the other candidate but like they had opportunities to ask him real questions about real shit about his platform like you potentially might be the next president, and <laughs> you potentially might be the next president of the United States. How are you going to tackle inflation? Mm-hmm. You might potentially be the next president of the United States. What is your course of action for the Ukraine-Russia issue? You might be the next president of the United States. What is your plan to deal with the encroachment of China on our own country's personal interests? How are you going to deal with the? Are you going to do anything different about the Southern border? There's so many other questions that they could have asked, but instead all they did was ask him the same wackadoodle cockamamie questions that he's been spewing already for the last three years. And what I also want to say to the liberals is they're all freaking out that they gave Trump a platform. Oh, they're they're, Oh my God. I can't believe we let the ex president actually speak (laughs) when in reality, CNN did you a favor by asking these bullshit questions that you're pissed off about when you have a large swath of the country who are swing voters, who voted Obama and then voted Trump and then voted Biden. Biden's underwater right now with his approval ratings at like what? 37, 38%, whatever. Not good. Yeah. 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 Not good (laughs) is the best way to put it. And, All they did was solidify anyone who was on the fence about not liking Biden, who's in that uh, 70 or 68 percent who doesn't like Biden, who might be on the fence like you know, my pocket, you know, Trump was a piece of shit, but my pocketbook looked a lot better under Biden. All they did they give those people who were on the fence ammunition to not vote for Trump by getting him to spew him the same bullshit he's always been spewing. Mm-hmm. CNN did the fucking liberals a favor mm-hmm. all they did was give the liberals 70 minutes of sound bites to use of why not to vote for Trump but instead they're freaking out and instead of just letting this guy say his bullshit that he's saying and thinking that Americans are smart enough to make decisions for themselves as evidenced by the 2020 election they want just no censorship bam silence them Don't let them talk. Well,
0: and that's just it, Corey. So like when you have, when you have publications like WAPO or you have MSNBC or you have, you know, people like AOC coming out and what, what do they always do? What, what, what well do they always go back to? Right. They always go back to the same well of Trump is a threat to democracy when what CNN actually did was institute fucking democracy. By like having it, yeah. a man, by having a man. On, now, did they do it in good faith? No, they did it for ratings. No, as evidenced it, by the questions they asked. They did it for ratings and they got ratings, not ratings that really actually matter, but they did bump CNN's ratings a significant amount for what CNN is. It was still garbage. It was still trash. Not, not a lot of people watched it, but they, they just keep going back to this threat to democracy. Well, and nobody's buying it anymore nobody's buying it because like people like me, I've mentioned on the show, but if you're a new listener, I'll say it, I'll say it again. And I'll say it a hundred times, a hundred times again. After this, I had TDS for a solid four years of my life. I had Mm -hmm. Trump derangement syndrome. I can admit that, that that was the case. The man scared the shit out of me. And I was right there with a lot of these fucking limousine liberals with their, with their, you know, luxury beliefs about how, You know, he was going to tear down the country, but you know what? It didn't come to fruition and it's not going to come to fruition. And in you pushing this bullshit narrative, because I had this belief that like half of the country was just fucking stupid when I had TDS until I recognized why people actually voted for this guy. Why they voted for, I didn't agree with them. Like I would never vote for the man, but I, once you, once you come to this realization of, People actually voted for this guy for legitimate reasons. Is it fair to say they were ahead of the game? The people that voted for Trump the first time? Yeah. They were just, That's tough
2: they didn't say. know how to articulate the idea that they were so done with the establishment that they were willing to vote for like an upturned bucket with, or an upturned mop with a bucket on its head over a Hillary Clinton because she reeked establishment. Right, right. That they didn't care who it was. Because people on the left were doing the same thing when they were all about birth. You know what I mean? So like is it is it fair to say they were ahead of the game? Or that they were all just fucking racists or inbreds.
0: I I, see I don't know that that's true. And and because and I'll say that because you brought up I mean a large
2: sloth of his was, you know, like I'm not gonna use the term deplorables and put people
0: in baskets. Right, right, right. I know what you mean. He did have voters
2: who were like that, but
0: I don't, I don't, 80 million me.
2: Americans aren't fucking inbred idiots. You know what I mean? A I, lot I of them are self serving interests. They were necessarily,
0: I won't say they were necessarily ahead of the curve because we did have Bernie on the Democratic side. And I, th- I feel like the, but he was painted about, by
2: left and right wing media as a socialist.
0: I was, it was, I was going to say Trump had a way to kind of get around. That like Trump was Trump's just a better marketer. That's why he was. That's why he was. But but we've talked about this before, Corey, and we've talked about this with other people that we've had on our show. Like the reasons that people voted for Bernie are actually very similar to the reasons that people voted for Trump. Like the Bernie people, Bernie Bernie people, and the Trump people. At least in 2016, maybe not so much in 2020, but definitely in 2016, the Bernie people and the Trump people actually agreed on a shitload of things. A lot of things. And so, you know, Bernie just fucked up and ultimately cucked out to the establishment. Trump was never going to do that. Even if Trump had even if Trump in 2016 had not gotten the president, the the the, uh, the the Republican nomination. Like, say somebody else had beaten him out. I don't know who would have done it. But say, I don't know, fucking. Little he mar- wouldn't
2: have endorsed them. I know where you're going. With right, that. He exactly. Have no, ex-
0: absolutely not. He would have absolutely not endorsed them. He would have called them cheaters. He would have called them liars. He would have d- gone out of his way to make sure that whoever that Republican nominee was. Didn't was, win. Was disparaged in, in any way that he could. And Bernie, what did he do? You know, he just he just went along with it. We got out we got to tr- stop Trump at all costs. So yeah. that's why I wouldn't say they were necessarily... how oh, that work, earth. Bernie? But if Bernie and Trump people had realized that they were actually on the same team, you know what I mean? In 2016, how much different would things be now?
2: Bernie was the only one that Trump threw bones to. Do you remember all that? Yeah. It probably hurt Bernie because how hard in the... Hyperpartisanship was in that election.
0: Yeah, but Trump didn't do that in good faith. Trump did that because he hated no no, Hillary.
2: no 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 don't <laughs> don't misconstrue my words. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah But like he did, he was like, "Look what they're doing to Bernie." <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. He is is that's absolutely right. So like, look,
2: isn't it funny watching him flounder about abortion right now? Who's that? Trump. Yeah, Trump. He's trying no. to tout how he got Roe v. Wade overturned, but. When they ask him about like oh, uh, abortion he bans, he's bill? like, "It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a negotiation now. That's what I want. And he's, I just want the negotiation." And like now, uh, the Susan B. Anthony uh, Organization for Right to Life or whatever is like not endorsing Trump. So all, <laughs> so all, all thirty people in the country who want an outright ban on abortion
0: are like, "Well, we're not voting for Trump now." <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, that was a bad move. That was a bad move on Trump's part. I think he'll be fine, though. He's going to be fine. He's going to get the nomination.
2: I don't think Uh, it's it. That's the thing that's about Trump, man. That's so. It's so weird. He just has a pulse on the nation. He knows it'll be political suicide if he agrees with like outright bans.
0: It's why I made the joke that we, I don't think I made it on the show, but I made it with a buddy, is that you and I and, and Bell the Body Snatcher, actually, we don't even do a political pod, podcast, we do a fucking wrestling podcast, because that's oh, what politics a is. Wrap up on the commentary, yeah. It's the WWE, and who, who, I mean, that's what Trump is, man. He's a WWE character. He literally
2: was, you know that, right?
0: I know that, yes. Yeah. In fact, here, <laughs> here in Detroit, at WrestleMania, I think in what, 2006? He was it was that the time he shaved Vince McMahon's head? Yeah, no, like he's yeah. he's he's a he's a WWE character. And like he he's gets it. and that's what, what politics is, and it's 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 entertaining, but also really sad.
2: Yeah, he's a wannabe Rat Pack uh type guy who just wants to be liked by everyone. He's a wannabe Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin type guy. But if you don't like that him, sits you're a piece up of there, shit. that sits up there with the glass and is all slashed on the stage. And he's like, oh, take my wife, please. You know, and like just making these old 51 liners and jokes and zingers. And he's great at it, but you mix in politics of it. And what that does is it makes it very,
0: very polarizing. Took my wife on vacation. Problem is she always <laughs> finds her way home. What's that? Is that a Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> it sounds joke? like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> uh Anyway, look, look, Shitting to, 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 sum this up, shitting on CNN makes sense. Problem is nobody's doing it for the right reasons. They're right. doing it. They're doing it inst- instead of shitting on them for having Donald Trump, the Republican front runner on their platform shit you, on them for bad you, journalism. You, yeah. Shit on them for not asking Donald Trump the proper goddamn questions and understand that the reason they're not asking him the proper questions because if they ask him the proper questions, they have to go back on their entire narrative for the last I'm not even gonna say six years, it's more like 20 years. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? Do you want to uh speaking,
2: speaking of uh
0: do you want to go to Durham Report or do you want to go you want to go to DeSantis next?
2: We well, can, I just figured because I just is the Park. Again, it up there, right? That would have been a great that would have been a great segue.
0: You fucked up. <laughs> no, not me. You. <laughs> we both fucked up. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a team effort of, of fucking up. Uh, the Durham report tells us what we already know. And what is it that we already know, Corey, uh, to set this up, the full Durham report being released is basically a lesson in how the FBI is an absolute unequivocal unabated failure of an alphabet organization because this whole thing is about what the FBI didn't do so you still have people that defend Hillary Clinton that don't want to acknowledge that that part they want to say well nobody nobody was nobody was uh nobody was arrested Nobody was tried. Nobody committed an actual crime. And if like if that is your standard for what is right and wrong when it comes to the law for the establishment, we're all fucked.
2: Right. (laughs) Go ahead. I have a little uh little like summary written basically real quick. And it's uh the Durham report released by special counsel John Durham on May twelfth, twenty twenty three is the report that is about the origins of the FBI investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 election. The report offers criticism of the FBI finding that it caused severe reputational harm in its handling of the case, which was seriously deficient at key spots. Durham wrote that the FBI embraced seriously flawed information that fell short of the agency's own principles regarding objectivity and integrity basically the report came out and said that the fbi just straight up botched this and it was politically motivated and the fbi actually admits this in a roundabout way saying that they that that since this happened they implemented corrective actions to make sure such abuses never happen again no heads are rolling there's no shoe dropping on the ground there's no big reveal the fbi is just quietly cowering in their corner going oops Oops, we made a mistake. We, so let's talk conflubbed.
0: about let's talk about why this is an issue and why and what what it is that the FBI did not do. Because that's essentially what this whole fucking report is about. Um I give credit to uh the folks over at Counterpoints for for for, for summarizing it for me because I didn't really have a way to, to put it, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. So let's 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 talk about this. So let's talk about how the FBI not even bothering to analyze intelligence. Didn't even bother to analyze actual intelligence. Let's talk about how the FBI uh, opened a full-scale investigation without speaking to the person who actually provided the information. Okay, that's number two. Let's talk about how there was a failure to investigate the so-called Clinton intelligence plan. Corey, have you heard about this one yet?
2: they have to do with uh steel dossier
0: a little bit so hold on i have it here in front of me uh this is from matt taibbi's group uh, uh racket news uh so here we go uh the durham report was highly critical of the fbi's startling and inexplicable failure to investigate the so-called uh clinton intelligence plan oh shit i lost my spot uh in late in late July 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies, quote, obtained insight into Russian intelligence analysis, unquote, alleging Hillary Clinton approved a campaign plan to stir up a scandal against Trump by, quote, tying him to Putin and the Russians hacking of the Democratic National Committee. And quote, the CIA, the then CIA director, John Brennan, thought the information was important enough to brief the president Obama at the time. Vice President Biden at the time, attorney general, the director of national intelligence, the FBI director and senior and other senior officials. On September 7th, 2016, U.S. intelligence officials uh, forwarded an investigative referral to James Comey and Peter. Is it Sturzak? I don't don't know how I never know how to pronounce that guy's name, but the two have. Uh, said they don't recall hearing about it. Numerous others at the FBI were informed about it. And the report said, uh, the report concludes the FBI, quote, failed to act on what should have been when combined with uh, incontrovertible facts, a clear warning sign that the FBI might then be the target of an effort to manipulate or influence the law enforcement process for political purposes during the 2016 presidential election.
2: Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a mess. It's frustrating. (laughs) And what really pisses me off about it is how they just went after this on a whim. And I was mentioning this again to Steve, the Serb. uh, today at lunch at work uh we know trump was a piece of shit he wasn't a great president all of that stuff right
0: good day to you fellow intellectual idiots if you're this far into the show we're guessing that you probably like it so we'd just like to ask you to hit pause and on whatever platform you're listening just leave us a quick review it really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show.
2: For three years, he was on a back foot claiming, oh, witch hunt, witch hunt and the same shit just rolled away in the niceness in our country to where it just just put a shot of steroids in the hyperpartisanship in our country mm-hmm. to where if this bullshit wasn't happening in the first place and the FBI took pause and did their due diligence yeah would was trump still would trump still been a shitty president possibly but there might not have been nearly as much divisiveness in our country and amongst the common people. Well, that's,
0: how you, know, that's, how, that's how you know but that's know that's saying that's how you know it was it was it was politically motivated, right? Because if oh, yeah FBI, it was politically if, if the motivated. FBI if the FBI if the FBI had just done their job and gone, yeah, there's not anything to this, well now, now what you have is You're going to have CNN and MSNBC and all of the more liberal publications. Now they're going to start shitting on the FBI. And the Democratic Party doesn't want that. No. The Democratic Party wants the FBI on their side. You know what the
2: craziest thing about all this is, too? Is uh, when I heard Jake Tapper on CNN actually utter the words that Trump has been exonerated.
0: Well, that is, I'm so glad you brought that up, dude, because that brings me to my next point, which actually ties our last two topics together, right? Uh, what was the last one we talked about? CNN and Donald Trump need each other. Everybody wants Trump to be the nominee, at least the nominee. I actually have a conspiracy that some actually want him to be president again. Be- Why? Because Trump is a money maker. He's oh, a yeah, money maker. He is going to bring you ratings. He is going to. He's 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 going to give. He's going to give the the limousine liberals a, a, a new excuse to take to Twitter and the internet and have something to write about and shit on. And they they love him. They love right. like, him. Do you
2: remember Facebook like twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, and then how it just stopped when Biden came in? Yes. Facebook, all the social media was just fucking lit when Trump was in office. Yeah. Oh, dude, I used to get so fucking aggravated with him, and I'm not, I'm not putting myself above myself because I'm sure if he was president again, I would again just get so fucking aggravated with him. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Like, it's it would it would honestly it would make our show a hell of a lot easier.
0: Yeah, we'd have some fun. <laughs> We're gonna have a blast if he's president again. But that's just it, right? Like I, I don't, I, 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 really think it might be that simple, right? Because people want to break it down of like, like these, you know, in the into these weird little conspiracy sectors. But it's like, I mean, Trump is just like say what you want about the guy, and we say what we want about the guy, all he's, the time. <laughs> he's great for business. I mean, is it, it? Can it? Is is it possible that it's really just that simple? That he's just great for business. He's great for he CNN. Is. He's great for MSNBC. He's great for Fox News. He's great for the Washington Post. He's great for the New, time, New York Times. He's great for a dumb little show like ours. I mean, how often do oh, we yeah. talk no, about No, he's, he's like, great. Anytime he's, great he's even business. mentioned,
2: like, for example, like just the polarization about it, of like how the left versus right actually talks about it. When the Durham report came out, Politico, who I think is honestly does really – their due diligence to be like nonpartisan. Uh, Their headline is takeaways from the Durham report on the Trump Russia probe. Washington post comes out with opinion. The Durham report is, is a damning indictment of the FBI and the media. Wall street journal comes out and says, opinion why the Durham report matters to democracy. And then you ready for this? The Atlantic. What makes the Durham report a sinister flop? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the new york times after years of political hype the durham report inquiry failed to deliver
0: they all need it they all they all need fucking need it. need it'll it, because it'll just be four more years of going we're gonna get him this time we're gonna get him this time we're gonna get him this time i swear <laughs> to god we've got him this time they're gonna pull every single out.
2: time it makes the next one more and more illegitimate
0: yeah, and that folks, when we
2: actually get him and, on some and real why, shit, but no Corey, one's gonna believe it.
0: That's why it's even great for business for for folks like you and me because we sit here and we shit on all of these reasons why continuing to go after Donald Trump for for lack of a better term, trumped up bullshit. We sit here and we talk about that while they're while they're grifting off of you know the the, the false narratives. He's just great. Yeah, for no, that's. That's what I'm saying for for real. Like, let's
2: be honest. Like, if Trump's president again, everyone's going to be interested in politics again. I promise you, we would see a major boost in our viewership. (laughs) A hundred percent, we would.
0: Does that mean we're rooting for Donald Trump?
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. He's great for
0: business. We great for business,
2: but for the sake of the country, I do not want to see him president.
0: But that's, dude. It's so funny. Like, but I don't
2: want to see Biden
0: fucking dementia Joe. That's why if it's to be two of president them, again, we're either. just, just going to sit back and watch the world burn on this show. And so I, we, we hope that you as listeners will join us. Uh But if it is a Biden Trump uh, election in, uh, in 2024, which let's face it, that's what we're looking at right now. Uh we're, Corey and I and, and bell the body snatcher. We're all just going to sit here and watch the world burn. And we hope you'll join us for every. Salacious, sexy, tasty step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the, I mean the way. I mean the la- the last thing I have to, to sum this up about you know whether you're talking about the Durham Report or whether you're talking about you know RussiaGate from the very beginning or whether you're talking about P tapes or whether you're talking about uh, you know false uh, stolen election claims, whatever thing you want to bring up uh, about Trump. Uh, the limousine liberal media always likes to point out the fact that Trump has the ability. Actually, you know what? It's not even the limousine liberal media that does this. It's mostly it's mostly folks on social media. But it's that Trump always plays the victim. And I read somebody that said that today, and I and I really I gave that statement some thought. Trump always plays the victim. And I came to this conclusion, Trump always plays the victim, you know, witch hunt, witch hunt, right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, because people like were involved with this weird investigation with the FBI or whether it's CNN or MSNBC or WAPO or, or the New York times. They give, they continue to give him the ability to play the victim. I'm so glad you said that because as you were saying this and leading up to your statement,
2: I'm they just keep feeding like, it to him. The reason why he plays the victim is because the mainstream media gives him the fodder, the where he has the ability to be the victim.
0: They just keep feeding it to him. It's like it's like when you keep responding to a troll online, like you just keep feeding the trolls. And they just, yep. they don't stop because you just keep feeding it to them. And that's, that's what, that's what the media <laughs> does. Like, to Trump. They just keep feeding. Yep, and
2: it's like uh, <clears throat> the show, what we do in the shadows. The one guy it's, it's all about like, it's a documentary about vampires and one of them is an energy vampire. And what he does to get some extra energy boosts is he's in his, in his room and he has like eight laptops laid out and he just trolls people online. And he's like, yeah, I don't get as much energy from this. He's like, but I fuck with people. And when they call you a dumbass, he's like, I know, you know, you got them. And that's literally what's happening with Trump. (laughs) They're literally just
0: giving him the fodder to play victim. How about his number one competition, Corey?
2: Who, DeSantis? Yeah.
0: DeSantis' new fun bill. Fun? It's not that fun. But it's not that big of a deal either.
2: (laughs) 2016, Corey won a Slap the shit out of 20 the, the wiser, more mature, smarter 2023, Corey. When I say I would prefer a Trump over DeSantis.
0: You know what? I would say the same thing. I would yeah. I would 20 2015 2016 Dan would slap the shit out of, out of 2023, Dan. Because yeah, DeSantis is a problem. Uh and a bigger problem but in a than a sneaky Trump. way.
2: A sneaky way.
0: So and I'm curious I'm curious how you feel about this because uh, Bell gave us the info yesterday. I can't remember what the fuck this bill was called. Bell, I hope you saw it. Protections have that. of how Medical
2: Conscience Act.
0: All right, Corey's on top, but uh, but it's being and dubbed some- it's being dubbed the let them die bill by uh you know the activist uh uh Twitter folks. Uh because essentially what what the what the left is telling you is that this is a bill that is going to give doctors permission to not give uh patient care to the LGBTQ community in Florida. And yeah, that's true, but right. There's a huge, but to, to this. So, um, it's it's weird because it's a bill that kind of expands the rights of uh, healthcare providers, where they can say based on religious reasons or whatever reasons that they're not going ethical, to provide moral, yeah, whatever, whatever. it is, they're not going to provide care to certain individuals. The way it's being portrayed is that it's 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 only bad for like the trans community. And
2: but I would disagree with that. And I have a good example of that. But first I'm gonna read this little summary I have right here. How
0: long is this gonna take? Because I gotta pee.
2: The protections of medical <laughs> conscience acts in Florida authorize. I will jump in providers- if I'm not back. <laughs> okay. The Protections of Medical Conscience Act in Florida authorizes healthcare providers and healthcare payers to opt out of participation in or payment for healthcare services by conscious-based objections without discrimination or threat of adverse actions. The act requires healthcare providers to notify patients and their supervisors or employees of educational institutions in writing when such healthcare providers decline to participate in a healthcare service. The act also prohibits boards and the Department of Health from taking certain disciplinary actions. So, right now, it's super heated and it's all enshrined in the LGBTQ community. But when I read this, You know, like we always try to train our brains to play the devil's advocate and stuff because that's what we try to do on our show. And the first thing that comes to my mind when it comes to an idea of this is uh, genital mutilation when it comes to um, certain sects of religions who decide to cut off the clitoris of women. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Bell? First time you're on the show. First time, long time. <laughs> yeah, first time, long time, long time listener. Long time listener, long time contributor. I see old baby boy Bert in the background over there. Oh, yeah. For the people that are just listening, uh, I'm about to be having Bert on a special series on the show called uh Bedtime Ballast with Bert. Um God, sorry, my But yeah, but yeah, you you don't have your wireless headphones on, Dan, so you didn't hear what I was saying. I did, but uh fine. It's it's fine. It's great. Uh, what I was saying basically <laughs> is playing joke, the devil's joke. advocate for this bill uh, is right now it's enshrined because the hot topic is the LGBTQ community, right? But this conscious this conscious uh, objection that you can have without repercussions oh, from the gosh. Department of Health. I think about uh genital mutilation.
0: Interesting. Interesting. It's right? not an angle I it's not an angle I had thought of. So you're thinking because about,
2: we always try to play devil's advocate and what who this bill would help.
0: Well, we because we had we had one of those cases here in Michigan just a few years ago. Um a a Muslim doctor conducting basically chopping off the clitoris of young Muslim girls under the under the guys or was it here or was it Minnesota? I don't no, know. No, it was Michigan. Was it here? Okay, so that's a that's a that's a really good point. That's interesting. I hadn't, I didn't really thought about it that way.
2: This what this does is it it allows doctors to have the breathing room to go, hey, no, I can't do this. Where in the in in America, the healthcare field is literally driven by profits and money to where it would ultimately have to be so like. That's a That's not serious... what you meant by
0: genital mutilation. I just brought up something that was something you hadn't even thought about. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> you were you were going at it from a from the perspective of a doctor could go, no, I'm not going to perform that, uh, that Procedure. transgender surgery uh, on that particular.
2: Oh person. yeah, no, that's 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 the narrative that's behind it. But what this bill ultimately is doing is doing is giving doctors or the people that are paying for procedures and stuff to go, yeah, I'm not going to be a part of this based on moral, ethical, or any sort of reason like that. Now, granted, this bill from DeSantis in Florida absolutely is in bad faith. and It 100%. absolutely is about LGBTQ, the LGBTQ community, which is 100% wrong in my opinion when it comes to people just trying to live their life and whether or not the gov- daddy government is trying to uh influence their day-to-day livings and their personal liberties and things like that. But this bill is giving doctors and the, and the people who are paying for the, uh, not even procedures, but paying for the practitioner to do any of this, to have a pause and go, no, no, I'm not okay with this without a repercussion from a bureaucratic institution like a department of health.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's, so I was, oh God, I can't believe we're both playing devil's advocate on a fucking Ron DeSantis bill, uh, but here oh, we no, go. Oh, no,
2: DeSantis can suck my dick, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that, and I don't mean that hyperbolically. He you might, it's, it's, I, actually, I would, it's actually, it's actually funny, can I just,
0: it. can I just throw a, a little side tangent on, on this a little bit? So I had, I had a really interesting, uh, fun, uh, entertaining political conversation just about a week and a half ago with an old camp friend that I hadn't seen in a long time, uh, who happens to be a, not only Jewish, but also homosexual. And he, so he's, you know, he's a pretty liberal guy, as you would expect. Uh, But we had, I mean, we talked for probably two and a half hours about various stuff. Uh, It was, it was, it was a great conversation. I give my shout out to Zach. I don't think he's listening, but uh, so Zach and I were, uh, Desantis Desantis was brought up and and I because I asked him I'm like, I go you know who do you think is actually you know being a liberal guy you know who do you think is scarier is it is it Trump or Desantis and he he said unequivocally Desantis
2: mm-hmm. Desantis
0: is 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 somebody that's that's far more scary to him and, and he goes he, he goes I just want you to know I think he's a closeted homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> You get you know, I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. I'm like, I'm like, is that because you're not this, this against uh, LGBTQ rights, unless you are secretly gay? He's like, hundred percent. Like the, 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 he's like, he's like, that shit doesn't change. <laughs> like the, the people that are most against gay rights are always like, you think about Jerry Falwell, you think about, you think about people like that, that are just so hateful of, you know, the God hates fags people. I think they're all gay. I think every one of them I was like, okay, that's, that's fair. It was, it was anyway, interesting conversation. No, so, so, but, really. but by the way, didn't Trump already make that claim? Didn't we talk about that about a month ago?
2: Oh, he called Trump a closeted uh, pedophile uh, you know, he, DeSantis, and homosexual.
0: DeSantis, DeSantis, yeah, Yeah. He's basically like, you can't take him seriously because he's a fag.
2: <laughs> <coughs> no. And that's a good point because like when I think about it, um, You know, like there's so many things like now at this point, we're three years away from the Trump presidency. And I would like it if anyone who watches our show or listens to uh, point me out where I'm wrong. I don't think Trump had any serious policies he tried to implement against the LGBTQ community.
0: I mean, outside of the only thing he really did was appoint conservative Supreme Court justices. But yeah. even that, as a liberal, you have to look at. And I had this conversation with my gay Jewish friend, Zach, that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I did not expect him to agree with me on this, being as liberal as he is. Amy Coney Barrett. Mm-hmm. Amy Coney Barrett. I think he, if so, so my buddy's point was that he, he, he thinks that Trump underestimated what a constitutionalist she was. And that kind of sounds like a, like a, a liberal, you know, a gay liberal (laughs) making excuses for it, but it's like, no, I I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's that simple because Amy Coney Barrett has been so, as we've talked about so much better than we ever thought that she would be from a constitutional perspective.
2: Yeah. And so I actually like uh, her
0: a lot. I never, I didn't think I would like her, but I do. I actually a like little her. promo
2: for next week's show cuz I don't think we're going to get to it tonight but uh the recent the only time, the first time that yeah. I I think that uh this new Supreme Court uh justice system did something that I vehemently disagree with is the uh oh, Cuomo just, aid yeah. Yeah. the Cuomo aid uh conclusion what they came to over Yeah, the we we should, of, we, uh,
0: we should open with that next week cuz it yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. that's good cuz it it kind of, you know, if they they go after the Cuomo-Aid, They kind of have to go after themselves. So, uh, but getting back to Desantis, um, I don't know if I don't know if you mentioned this while I was taking Elite Corey, but this is essentially, as you said, a medical conscience act, and these sorts of laws already exist in something like what was it, Bell Twenty States, something like that. There's a some form of a medical conscience act.
2: Yeah, I think it was like 20 states or so including Michigan. Well, that's Michigan. right, Dan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, so so th- this law is not that different than certain laws that we see in various other states including including liberal states, including purple states. I consider Michigan a purple state. It's 100% uh, purple. And we love living here because it's purple. It's fantastic. Uh, but the, the, the right to deny medical care based on your own morals, that's not abnormal. Now, like you said, Corey, it's it's not that Ron DeSantis is doing this in good faith. We know that it's, it's 100% to shit on the LGBTQ community. But I think if you're a member of that community or you are a more liberal person, like this law is not it's it's very much like Roe being overturned right so like Roe being overturned it's sent back to the states we're seeing more and more that abortion at least in some form is supported by the majority of Americans uh at least abortion rights in some form are su- are supported by the majority of Americans and I think we see that a lot when it comes to doctors and uh these 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 acts that allow them to act on their own moral authority. At the end of the day, how many doctors in the state of Florida do you think are going to turn away LGBTQ care, right? They First of all, they make money on it. The insurance company makes money on it. Like, it's not just going to be a situation. Are there going to be a few doctors that are going to be like, yeah, fuck off, I hate fags or whatever. Sure, they're going to do that. But there's going to be another doctor right down the road that's probably better. They will be happy to take care of you if you're a member of the LGBT Yeah, because let's
2: be honest. The doctor that says that is probably like 75 years old. Yeah. I wouldn't want him working on my
0: body anyways. He's going to die soon anyway. Who cares? Like, it's, you know, it's kind of how I feel about my neighbor next door. Who bitches about <laughs> the way I cut my grass. Uh, actually, I feel bad. We feel, I feel like she might be dead. I haven't seen her in like three weeks.
2: Maybe just look for flies in the window.
0: Dude, I'm not kidding. Well, her son lives with her. So hopefully he, like, cleared the body out or something. <laughs> <laughs> neither of them are clearly
2: listeners of the show the observative podcast <laughs> no do we have anything
0: else do we have anything else we wanted to get to you want to um, get to the migrants in schools in new york and then we, what? Can, we can end on that we
2: can or do you want to let that one marinate to see the fallout i we guess can, we, we could, can touch on it we can yeah, touch let's on set it, it up. up let's set it up cory so right now up. Up. uh i'm gonna play this video um that's basically giving you the premise of what's going on right now in New York. Because uh, basically what's happening in New York right now is a bunch of migrants are getting shipped up to uh, New York. And New York was propagating itself as a sanctuary city. Well, now that it's actually a sanctuary for migrants to go, a lot of people that live there are pissed. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Now to the ongoing asylum seeker crisis in our area, another night of families demanding a new plan from the city instead of housing people inside school gyms. Here is what we're learning tonight. At least 20 schools are now on a list of possible shelters. This comes as Mayor Adams... Renewed an executive order that rolls back some requirements of the city's right to shelter law. There are now more than 65,000 asylum seekers in the city and as many as 15 more busloads of people could arrive by the weekend. CBS 2's Ali Bowman spoke with more parents and students tonight who begged the mayor to find solutions somewhere else. Parents packed into PS 172 in Sunset Park Tuesday night to voice their frustrations about the city's plan to house asylum seekers in the elementary school gymnasium.
0: We work and we pay taxes and our taxes are going to people that we don't even know.
1: Fifth grader Daniel Argueta brought a sign that reads, it's a learning environment, not a shelter.
0: Very really
1: from to, to be near strangers. I guess if the migrants are going to stay here, I think it's safer for my child to be home. Laura Tapia feels housing people in the gym isn't fair to the students or the asylum seekers. I come from a immigrant parents. A bigger space, a safer space would be better for them too. Families have also been protesting outside PS 188 in Coney Island, where people are already being held inside. And Mayor Adams is now looking at 20 school gyms citywide to potentially turn into migrant shelters. These are self-standing gyms that are not inside the school buildings. Everything is on the table as we continue to get this influx. With more than 65,000 asylum seekers having arrived in New York, City Hall says it's already spent $1 billion on the asylum seeker crisis since last July and estimates spending $4.3 billion by June of next year
0: the city owns, various buildings across the city, leases millions of square feet. And, you know, we also have an enormous amount of commercial space that's currently available for for
1: rent. Harad Awaday is director of New York Immigration Coalition.
0: Um, So if we really wanted to put our heads together and move this forward, schools would be the last choice here.
1: And I don't think that we're at a place like that at this moment with more asylum seekers expected to come this week. The mayor also extended an executive order loosening the city's right to shelter law. So that would allow the city to put homeless families with children up in group settings instead of in their own rooms from sunset park, Brooklyn, Ali Bauman, CBS two news.
0: And so, so here's, here's, here's the whole thing. Here's, here's the first thing that frustrates me about that. First of all, uh, even our, According to Mayor Eric Adams, even our little banner here is is inaccurate because these are self standing gyms. Whatever, they're not attached to the school buildings, so I'll make that correction uh, right no, here. No, but the live kids the can't show. now go use the gym. Understood. Understood. So, like, so, but I look at this and I go, "You already have an unbelievable homeless problem in the city of New York. If you're going and- to give these gyms away to." have people sleep in them, why would it not go to them first? And I think that's what makes the more conservative sector on the on the migrant issue most frustrated. And I understand that frustration.
2: So this is going to piss you off a little bit more, Dan.
0: Go ahead. We
2: do have a housing crisis in New York. And a lot of those uh, are not a housing crisis, but a homeless crisis in New York. And a lot of those homeless people that are already there are uh, American veterans.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so what New York was doing was putting New York, uh, veterans who lived in New York into hotels while they were homeless. Well, guess who is getting fucking eviction notices right now? They get kicked out of their hotels to make room for the migrants. American veterans. mmm and on top of that i guess we're just we're talking about this today now uh and on top of that sunset park coney island all of these places coney island's median income is like $37,000 in new york which is like where we live would be like $20,000 maybe uh new york's median income in the city of new york is $77,000 but It has like a hundred and between a hundred or a hundred and fifty percent higher cost of living than other places in the world in in America. So a hundred percent of if you know, seventy seven percent or seventy seven thousand dollars at a hundred percent more would be an average income of around like thirty five forty thousand dollars. So we're talking about poor income like neighborhoods. Who are now having their schools where their kids go to gyms not have access to that.
0: Oh yeah, it's not gonna be the rich kid schools. All because
2: and now I don't want this to be misconstrued that we're anti-immigrant at all. Because you and I are both a hundred percent immigrant, but this is again no, we're not an immigrants we're we're government. Americans, but we are for immigrants. No, but we're a hundred percent for immigration. Yes, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you for fixing that. But this, again, is just a Band-Aid on a bullshit issue that is happening in our country because of the chickens coming home to roost, because of things like a war on drugs, and things because like toppling governments in Central America and things like that. I recently heard, I think it might have been RFK in his long-form uh, interview, it was either RFK or on CounterPoints. Costa Rica is the only country in Latin in South America that America didn't fuck with and invade.
0: That was RFK Jr. Yeah,
2: and Costa Rica is one of the only countries that doesn't have a bunch of immigrants coming from to our country. This is all happening because of bullshit. America did with their imperialistic uh, tendencies in South America and Latin America.
0: Well, that's just it. That, that's why. That's why, like the neither party the
2: border. And instead of fixing the problem at the border and doing, like we said, hiring immigration judges, finding a way to expedite uh, getting people's citizenships in our country, because people who come here and do it right, it still takes them roughly a decade mm-hmm. to become an American citizen, which is and now we just have all of these asylum seekers on the border and we're just putting band-aids on them by shuffling checker pieces around a board mm-hmm. or just sending them into camps where we're putting children in cages, which apparently isn't a big deal when Biden's president, but when Trump was president, it was a big deal. It's a big deal for both. And it just pisses me off that we were able to figure this out when we didn't have AI, we didn't have computers, we didn't have surveillance systems, and we didn't have uh, fucking digital fingerprints where people have a track record of the last fucking 10 years of their life on social media. And we're able to just bring these people into the country. No problem. And now all of a sudden it's an issue because it's a fabricated issue, because it's a political issue, because it gets fucking votes, whether you want these people here, you vote Democrat. And if you don't want them here, you vote Republican when there is an easy way to fix it. But when it's fixed, it's one less thing that's an easy, low hanging fruit stump speech to concentrate on.
0: Yeah, and that's in you know say what you want about RFK. I wanted to talk a little bit about his long form interview on uh, Breaking Points. Uh, once you once you're finished with the show, I hope you will go check that out. Um, one of, and there there are a few things I vehemently disagree with RFK Jr. on, but one of the things that I certainly agree with him on obviously are Ukraine, but also immigration and the fact that neither party actually gives a shit. Right? It's all. It's either open borders, 100% open borders, flood them all in, let them all in. We got to be humane about this and let them all in or build a fucking wall. Those are the two solutions to the border crisis when the actual issue with the border is the fact that the United States is responsible ultimately for the fact that these migrants want to get here in the goddamn first place you know because we are the ones throwing in puppet governments trying to overthrow various uh various central and south american governments because they don't fit our you know neoliberal worldview or neo neo conservative worldview which pick one doesn't matter uh, and, the, and the the whole reason they're there in the first place at sitting at the border is because of what we did to begin with. Yeah. But nobody wants to tackle that problem. Right. All we want to do is tackle how we either get them in or keep them out.
2: Yep. Dan, I'm, what I'm going to do real quick, it's almost like a little bit of a pivot because it's, it's a, uh, a topic we didn't have on the board tonight when it comes to the debt ceiling. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're talking about how we we need to either raise money Or cut the budget because the debt ceiling is approaching quickly, right? Mm -hmm. We have 11 million illegal immigrants in this country right now. Imagine if we... I mean, it might not fix the problem, but it might make it a lot more easier to shuffle around a couple dollar bills in the budgeting scheme when you have 11 million more people just paying fucking taxes. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) You know what I mean? Imagine.
0: No, it's like right and now, I, I I hate our tax system and like I've got my my more libertarian views on that. And I know you do as well, Corey, but it's like we, <coughs> we have fair,
2: tax. <coughs> fair tax,
0: fair <coughs> tax with the system that we have now. What makes more sense making it easier for immigrants to become legal and paying into the same system, the same bullshit system, but the same system that you and I pay into. Or, or or paying more tax dollars to round them all up and kick them the fuck out.
2: Dan, that makes so more glad sense. You said that because that's what I was about to get to. What
0: makes more <laughs> sense at the end of the day?
2: Right. 100%.
0: I would rather save my money and have you let them in to do the things that immigrant workers do. I I mean, I don't mean for this to, I don't mean for this to sound like prejudice or anything, but I work in the food industry. I see all these Latino women working in these kitchens. They like what they do and they bust their ass and they don't ask for a lot of money and nobody else wants to do the work.
2: They're like, I make, so how about, here, about I it. <laughs> exactly. how about if they can just do it?
0: Exactly. How about if they can just cook this delicious food that I love to eat? Cause I do love to eat it and, and, and have them pay a little bit of tax did,
2: with did it. you just tell women to get back in the kitchen? <laughs> just Mexican women. Attaboy. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad that, like, the best we got in this country, we're supposed to be the best country in the world, and the best we got uh, is fucking Biden and Trump.
0: We got RFK Jr., who's fucked up on vaccines.
2: Yeah, that's fucked up. But, I again, if it's personal opinion on vaccines is he doesn't like them i'm okay with it as long as he doesn't try to mandate that no one gets them and just that's like just how it, right? i don't want a, re- a democrat to mandate that everyone gets them
0: so so i don't so give that's... a
2: shit about your personal fucking opinion on them
0: so that's just it right so when when rfk jr was on we'll talk about a little bit i guess so when when rfk jr was on breaking points for a long-form interview i hope everybody checks it out when they're going listening to the show I was about 52 minutes long. It was an actual long-form conversation, not this bullshit two-minute CNN, good, you're done, we got to get to commercial bullshit. Uh, the, one of the things that RFK said was that he's for body autonomy. And so even if he's the kind of guy that thinks that vaccines are bad for you, and I'm not talking about the COVID vaccine, right? He's the kind of guy that thinks every vaccine. Yeah, he's old bad. school
2: anti-vax. Yeah, he's old school anti-vax. Which he's been. Which but in a weird he's a little bit crazier. But
0: <laughs> that's true. But if his if his ultimate view is that it's about body autonomy, which means hey, if you want a vaccine, go get it. If that view comes before his anti-vax views, then I'm cool with it. And the if I was a campaign.
2: And if i was a campaign like manager for him i would do everything i could in my power to push pivot the to pivot his uh messaging around that to that right there because then that would garner votes from a lot of people
0: and the on, and the only issue that i have with everybody that's that's interviewed rfk to this point is that they haven't and Matt welch from uh from the fifth column and, uh, he, 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 he made cause he really does. He really doesn't like RFK Jr. It's pretty funny. Uh, he made a good point about, uh, the fact that nobody's challenging him on the fact that, in about 2012 or 2013, uh, RFK Jr. Was willing to lock people up for things that they said.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Uh, now, I'm the kind of person who thinks that like, maybe the COVID regime changed him because I know it changed me. I know the Trump presidency changed me in a lot of ways, made me look at the world very differently. I'm hopeful that it did that for RFK Jr. too, but I really would like for somebody to ask him those tough questions. That's the yeah. only thing that's missing. That's the only thing that's missing. As of right now, if I'm voting in a Democratic primary, my vote's going to RFK Jr as of right now, but I really want to hear him answer that question.
2: That's fair. It's very fair. Um, are we, uh, you got anything else, Dan?
0: No, we had bright, we had bribery laws, uh, stuff we can save. We had, uh, uh, bribery
2: laws. That's a good one for next week. We had we'll Sam Altman sure testifying
0: before Congress, um, about AI, uh, and we had some more Bud Light stuff, but we can we can save all we can save all that. Uh, maybe we'll never get to it. Who cares? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so
2: Libsurta podcast <laughs> is found on all social <laughs> media podcast platforms. Our website is And You can be found on Libserda on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter, Libservative Pod, and our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast And you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe because that is what today. Colbert, Oklahoma is doing. Because mm-hmm. those numbers just keep going. Shout out to Colbert, Oklahoma.
0: Another shout out to Colbert. And then
2: Oklahoma. uh I uh this might work now. I'm gonna give the uh the our uh premiere Of the promo, on the show, is it gonna work now? I think so. Go for it. It's not working. It's still not working. Is it?
0: (laughs) Why is your audio not working? I don't fucking know. Those handsome devils on that screen, though.
2: Look at those hands. You say, look at those handsome
0: devils. Yeah, you can tell I'm hammered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and we both look hammered as shit um, anyway look for the fun promo the share it with your friends
2: it's going to be out there I'm going to drop it this weekend we lost I Bell was- by the way yeah he said that uh, he had to go what yeah he had to go be a father
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad to see he could be with his kids yeah anyway
2: So what we've been also trying to do real quick is, uh, at the end of the
0: show, what, what are you consuming, Dan? I am not consuming anything because I am so ready to watch golf all weekend long. It is the PGA championship. The live players are involved. I got money on the line. I'm a golf junkie. I've been watching the golf channel. I've been watching who, who has a chance to win. Who's got a wrist injury. Who's got a dick injury who's striking the ball well at Oakmont in New York if you're there uh we love you uh yeah PGA championship coming up this weekend that's 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 been that's been my focus outside of this show just the PGA tour i got issues man like i when major championship golf comes up i'm gone for the whole weekend like that's my whole life it starts at 7 a.m tomorrow morning as we record on wednesday may 17th at about 9 p.m i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh paying attention to uh which one of those guys that swings those goofy sticks uh has the lowest score over 72 holes
2: i also have uh dan hooked on another little hobby of mine I think maybe. I ha- I brought uh, Dan out disc golfing.
0: Hey, I've played before. I just hadn't played in fourteen years or fifteen years or thirty-seven years.
2: Thirty-seven whatever the number, years,
0: whatever the number was.
2: I'm gonna try this one more time.
0: <laughs> you're gonna try. You're gonna try to play our promo video one more time. Here we go. One come. more time. You ready? I'm ready. I'm
2: ready. Here it is, right here. Of course, now it's. Doing a Dan and Corey here, here, with L'Observative, two intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. That's right, Dan. Are you tired of the same old partisan chicanery we see day in and day out? L'Observative is the perfect antidote to the binary monotony we see festering in our country today.
0: You got that right, Corey. I know I'm sure tired of choosing between elephant poop and donkey poop when it comes to voting and our news outlets. Whoa, Dan. Take it easy with the language, potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you're right Corey. sometimes i just get so daggum frustrated at the state of our politics and culture wars that i get so red-faced well dan we're nothing more than two intellectual idiots cory you mean you don't have to be brilliant to have nuanced thoughts and opinions that's right dan
2: your opinions and thoughts don't deserve to be silenced and replaced with goopthink So then, how do I deal with folks that have different views than me? Yeah, talk to them. You can disagree with someone respectfully and steer the conversation towards more common ground.
0: You mean I can engage with people and have respectful conversations geared towards the betterment of America and everyone? (laughs) That's right, old sport. Hey, guys, that's exactly what we're trying to do here on Libservative. Nothing gets past you, Dan. Corey, is it okay to admit that I
2: don't know everything? Not only is it okay, Dan... It's encouraged. If you're tired of the manufactured us versus them mentality forced down our throats, Google "libertive" to find us on all social media and podcast platforms.
0: And if you're petrified of the ever-expanding deep state, use DuckDuckGo.
2: Libertive, where two intellectual idiots foster political and cultural literacy. And me. <laughs> We're so proud of that, Dan. I was watching both of our faces while while it was playing. We're both just have this smug look on our
0: face. Do you realize, though, that Bell in this entire episode, by the way, I just want everybody to know, he was here the whole fucking time. He he said one fucking thing the whole episode. (laughs) And it was? That's right, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Dan. Oh, God. Bell was
2: here the whole
0: time. (laughs) He was. He was here the whole time. I was watching him. I don't know how much he did, but he We're had to so go. proud of that video. He had to go be a dad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, I know what that's like. He already told the people where they can find us, but maybe do it again? I don't, I don't know. Well,
2: I guess I can. <laughs> the of Podcast is found on all social media podcast platforms. That's right, Corey. Our, our website is ObserveShow.com. And we can be found on on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at ObservePod. And our TikTok videos can be found at Labsertive Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LabsertivePod at gmail.com.
0: Subscribe today. Don't forget to tell a friend and subscribe. Pod- yeah, to subscribe. As uh, podcasts do spread best through word of mouth, that's actually true. Uh, Colbert, Oklahoma. Another shout out to you for our first live show coming up sometime, hopefully in like 2026. That'd be sweet. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: don't, <laughs> and, that in, don't pencil that in. Actually, I'm, pencil it in. Yeah, you pencil, pencil, pen it in. It. pencil it in. Pencil it in because it can um, be erased. Yeah. Until next time, he's been Corey Walsh. And he has been
2: Dan Motherfucking Griffin.
0: This has been Libservative, and we are motherfucking out of here.
1: We the people cannot turn back.